Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is November 6th, 2023. It is Monday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Dana DePonte. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, if life only has the meaning you bring to it, we have the opportunity to bring rich meaning to our lives by the service we do for others by Harold Ramis. Mm. I love Harold Ramis. Ugh. Whenever I think of him, I think of that story. I'm sure I've said it before. <laughs> There's no way I like don't repeat myself often. Um, but I think of the story about when he was uh, on his deathbed and he had had a falling out with Bill Murray, like, many, 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 many years prior. And uh, people said that Bill Murray didn't know where he lived, but he knew what town he lived in. So he said he went to the town and went to the fire station and told them to take him to Harold Ramos's house so they could mend things before he passed. And I just, oh, such a wonderful story. <laughs> it's one of those stories where like, I love it so much that if I ever found out it wasn't true, I would just be devastated. <laughs> But anyways, witches, we are drinking witches pie today from Sip a Spell. This has a tea. It's a rooibos that has chocolate and caramel. And it is, I love it because it reminds me of pecan pie. So if you like pecan pie, if you like that kind of caramelly um, kind of pecan flavor, you're going to love this. It's caffeine free. It has rooibos, apple pieces, cacao nibs, cinnamon, dark chocolate chips, chicory, pecan, caramel, chocolate flavor, and marigold flowers. So you can find that at Sip a Spell. And I don't know if I was planning to announce this today, but for the months of November and December, $1 from every Sip a Spell tea that is sold, as well as $1 from every printed issue from Which Way Magazine sold, is going to go to the charity RIP Medical Debt. Essentially, it's a charity that buys medical debt uh, for pennies on the dollar. And then instead of seeking repayment from the families, they simply forgive it. And I really love this charity because. I feel like we could solve so many of the debt problems in this country if we really did this and we went for it in all areas, not just medical debt. So uh, that's our charity that we're supporting this year. And actually all of our revenue fund from our uh, annual variety show that we do every Christmas, 100% of that is going to go to RIP medical debt as well. And then uh, on our annual variety show, I'm going to announce how much we've raised. So 
definitely check it out. Uh, Sipaspell.com, whichwaymag.com, and yeah. All right, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from people.com. Kevin Bacon reveals he agreed to destroy a haunted building on his property. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this one. One, because I love Kevin Bacon. Uh, He has done some of my favorite movies. But also, why did he have to promise? To who? Let's see. So Kevin Bacon's farm comes with a spooky stipulation. Bacon grew up in Philadelphia, and he told host Rob Lowe from Literally that he bought a farm, which he called a little kind of ramshackled turn-of-the-century farmhouse. And in 1983, um, he bought it with his then-girlfriend because he thought it was, like, kind of funny. And then over the years, the actor uh, began buying up surrounding land to kind of maintain privacy, which makes sense. So he says, one of the pieces of land that we bought had an old house in it, and he didn't want me to own the house. It was abandoned, and he had grown up in it. I guess the guy selling the house, or the guy who owned the property. He continued, and we kind of went back and forth on it for a while, and then eventually I said, listen, you can't sell me a piece of land, but not sell me the house that's on it. Uh, Oh, so I guess the seller wanted him to buy the land, but not the house. Kevin Bacon said, I can't, or the owner said, I can't sell it to you because it's haunted and I'm afraid that you'll get possessed and do some serious damage. Uh, He said, we finally came to an agreement in the contract that if I bought the land, I had to destroy the house within a month. Bacon said he never spent a night in the ghost-infested house. He said, not only did I not spend a night in the house, but I went up there and there was some beautiful old pine boards and a banister. And he said to his wife, we got to take those out. And she's like, no, you're not. You're not putting, um, oh, you're not putting these in our house. (laughs) So he wanted to take some old pine boards from the property and put it into their home. And she said, no, 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 no. That's so interesting. What a funny stipulation to have on, like, selling a piece of land. That you're like, I'll sell you the land. However, (laughs) you have to destroy the building on the property. That's so funny. All right, witches. I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Monday, November 6th. The waning crescent moon takes a final bow in Leo before moving to the quiet studies of Virgo today. Here, the moon moves into a T-square to Mercury and Uranus. Our secrets are starting to catch up with us and are threatening the structure of our realities. We don't need to disclose everything to everyone all of the time, but we do need to make sure that the things we keep to ourselves are not corrosive to the relationships around us, or even to our relationships with ourselves. Think about what you're not saying and why. Are you afraid to hurt someone? Are you afraid it'll change the dynamics? Are you afraid to expose a part of yourself? If any of these are true, think about how much harm keeping this thing in the dark is causing and weigh it against the harm it will cause if it's brought to light. Your daily moon mantra is, there are no secrets that time does not reveal.
This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Are you a highly sensitive witch who has weathered the storms of difficult childhoods or past traumas? The free weekly prompts to art journal with the moon by Dana DuPont, a professional intuitive and art witch with a highly sensitive spirit, might be the calming, healing journey your nervous system needs. Art journaling with the moon allows you to align with seasonal rhythms and lunar cycles in a colorful and creative way. Every Monday, Dana will drop into your inbox with a visually spellbinding summary of the moon's coming and goings, her intuitive insights on the emotional healing work the moon is inviting you to do that week, and daily journal prompts to guide your creative healing journey. Don't worry, no Van Gogh or Picasso skills needed. Scribbles, doodles, stick figures, they all hold magic. Let the moon guide you. Let art heal you. Start your magical journey with Dana at danadepont.com. That's D-A-N-A-D-A-P-O-N-T-E dot com. All right. So we are back with a question from one of our Patreon listeners, Kim. Kim wants to know a little bit more about the history of Ouija boards. Now, I actually know quite a bit about the history of Ouija boards, but it's one of those things where um, after some time and not really keeping up on it, now I'm like questioning how much I think I know. But I found a great article from Smithsonian Magazine that gets into it. So the Ouija board. Ooh. <laughs> so in February 1891, the first advertisements started appearing in papers for Ouija, the wonderful talking board. It was a Pittsburgh toy and novelty shop describing the magical device that answered questions about the past, present, and future with accuracy. And at the time, uh, it sold for $1.50. So the mysterious talking board was basically what sold in board game aisles today, a flat board with letters of the alphabet and a planchette with yes, no, goodbye, numbers, letters, that whole shimai. So though truth in advertising is hard to come by, especially in products from the 19th century, the Ouija board was interesting and mysterious, and it actually had been proven, quote unquote, to work at the patent office before its patent was allowed to proceed. So the real history of the Ouija board is just about as mysterious as how the game works. Ouija historian Robert Murch has been researching the story of the board since 1992. When he started his research, he says no one was really uh, knew anything about its origins, which struck him as odd. For such an iconic thing that strikes both fear and wonder, how can no one know where it comes from? So the Ouija board, in fact, came straight out of the American 19th century obsession with spiritualism, the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. Spiritualism, which had been around for years in Europe, hit America hard in 1848 with the prominence of the Fox sisters. The Fox sisters claimed to receive messages from spirits who rapped on walls to answer questions and yeah, it became such a normal thing to do channeling in parlors in homes across the country. So aided by stories about the millions of uh, spiritualists in America, um, the Ouija board just kind of uh, became really popular when it came out. 
So spiritualism worked for Americans. It was compatible enough with Christian dogma, meaning one could hold a seance on Saturday night and have no qualms about going to church the next day. It was acceptable, even wholesome. Uh, to contact spirits, though automatic writing or table turning parties in which participants would place their hands on a small table and watch it shake. Um, even if like they weren't moving it, the movement offered solace in an era where there was a lot of death. The average lifespan was less than 50. Women were dying in childbirth. Children were dying of disease. Men were dying in war. And then Mary Todd Lincoln conducted seances in the White House. So this wasn't like a weird, creepy thing. Communicating with the dead was common. It wasn't even bizarre or weird, explains Merch. It's hard to imagine now that we look at this and think that it was like opening portals or whatever, because that just like wasn't the situation. So as spiritualism grew in America, so too did frustration with how long it would take to get meaningful messages from the spirits. So um, when the like Ouija board came out, people were like, oh, wow, this is like a really fast and efficient way <laughs> to get information from the spirits. So there's a lot of controversy over what the Ouija board means, like the name Ouija. Contrary to popular belief, Ouija is not a combination combination of the French yes and the German ja. Merch says, based on his research, it was the creator's sister-in-law, Helen Peters, who supplied the now instantly recognizable name. Sitting around the table, she asked the board what they should call it, and it spelled out Ouija. Yeah. And uh, they asked the board, what does it mean? And the board said, good luck. So according to Mer uh, Merch's interviews with the descendants of the Ouija founders and the original Ouija patent file itself, which he has seen, the story of the board's patent request uh, was true, knowing that if they couldn't prove the board worked, they wouldn't get their patent. I think that's so incredible. So the first patents offer no explanation as to how the device works, just asserts that it does. So it was definitely a moneymaker, and by 1892, the Kennard Novelty Company, which would produce the board, the board definitely was a moneymaker. And in 1920, National Wire, Wire Services reported that would-be crime solvers were turning to the board to help solve mystery murders, uh, especially that of New York City gambler Joseph Burton Elwell. Uh, because the police were just, like, so frustrated. Ouija boards even offered literary inspiration. And in 19, Mrs. Pearl Curran made headlines when she began writing poems and stories that she claimed were dictated via Ouija board. And from the spirit of 17th century Englishwoman called Patience Worth. So Ouija existed on the periphery of American culture. It was popular, mysterious, and interesting. And it was relatively unthreatening. Until 1973. So the exorcist came out. And now even witches think it's of the devil. 
This is why I like I I try not to like uh take it too seriously when people are afraid of Ouija boards. It has nothing to do with its actual history or usage. Literally, it's just from a movie. Like how we how we talk about Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, that's only a thing that people are afraid of because someone just wrote like a really popular book. Kind of similar here. Uh, the only reason people are afraid of the Ouija board is because of the movie The Exorcist. So The Exorcist scared the pants off people in theaters. And yeah, it's because it all begins with a 12-year-old girl being possessed by a demon because she played with a Ouija board. Almost overnight, Ouija became a tool of the devil. And for that reason, a tool of horror writers and movie makers. It began popping up in scary movies, usually opening the door to evil spirits, hell-bent on ripping apart co-eds. Outside of the theater, though, um, that just wasn't happening. Uh, but because of this sensationalism, Ouija board, uh, out of nowhere, became denounced by religious groups. Um, but, I mean, it just and kind of became a tool for the paranormal, uh, much more so than it kind of already was inherently. So Parker Brothers and later Hasbro acquired uh, the rights to the Ouija. And in recent years, Ouija is popular yet again. Uh, people believe it's driven in part by economic uncertainty. Um, the Now, do Ouija boards work? Well, that's the question about all magical things, right? Do pendulums work? Do tarot cards work? Do Ouija boards work? Science is going to say no. They're going to say that it's powered by us, our bias, our micro-movements. Um, uh, psychologists are going to say that it's very convincing, but that ultimately uh, it is something that we are doing as humans. But of course, like anything else, you decide for yourself if that's what you believe uh, for your spirituality. Anyways, it's a lot less scary thinking about Ouija boards when you realize it wasn't even like a scary thing until the 70s and that all people were doing it, even like super religious. It just wasn't considered a tool of the devil like we think about now. Um, that really is a that's that really is something that came because of one movie. And then later people were like, oh, wow, that's a really convincing medium for scariness and kind of perpetuated it. But uh, it's a lot less scary when you realize that like everyone was doing it in their parlors on Sundays and like it was not a big deal. Anyways, that was such a great question. Thank you so much, Kim, for asking. Uh, I love talking about the history. You know, you know me. I love talking about history of uh, witchy things. So I really appreciate it. And we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Casey O. Casey, you noble, pretty sunfish. Veronica, you fancy, scrumptious sunflower. And Kim Dunn, you splendid, scholarly Valkyrie queen. Thank you three so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave today, we do have a card poll. Our card today is... Past Life from Sacred Symbols Oracle. Ooh, past life. You are being drawn to sacred spaces, ancient knowledge, past lives, ancient wisdom, and holy gifts. 
The connection to your current relationship or situation has deep roots and perhaps much more than you have anticipated. Dive into ancient wisdom for your answers at this time. Drawing this card can indicate past life connection, karmic contracts, vows, commitments, or even feelings of atonement. Draw another card if additional clarity or direction is how uh, or and how to proceed is required. Hmm. All right, witches, that's all I've got for you today. The only housekeeping I have was announcing our charity for this year. So um, all of the advertising proceeds from our annual Christmas variety show, along with a dollar from every tea sold from sipaspell.com and a dollar from every printed magazine from whichwaymag.com will be donated to RIP Medical Debt. And that's it. All right, witches, don't forget any books, decks, headlines, blah, blah, blah. Uh, witchpod.com or our episode description. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.